Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlich. You did a great impression there. I tried. I tried. Lip sync that whole thing. You know, there may be a future for you. Lip syncing? In entertainment. If you could lip sync well. Um, Some people say podcasting is entertainment. Mm, I'm not saying I have a future in this. I'm just saying I'm in it right now with our... You may, not have a, you may not have a future in it, but you have a present in it. That's right. With all the dough that's coming in, baby. <laughs> so <clears throat> now that we're paid to do this, are we considered professional broadcasters? Since we've now hit the six-figure mark in our earnings. How many decimal um, points are we are we counting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if we take the few dollars and <laughs> divide it by... Okay, what's $30 <laughs> to the third decimal point? Rob, before we jump into today's topic... Yes. Um... The last episode, we, we kind of just rabbit trailed a little bit. We didn't get to finish that trail. We were talking about your um, kind of promotion or position shift within LifePoint. Yeah, we uh, never did do that. We talked we? about like a lot of life, 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 life teams. Oh, man. But so you're now the life groups. No. Life what? Life teams director. I knew if I have so life I was there, leading a life pretty... team called the Connections. Okay, team. life teams. So a life team is just a team of people who serve in a certain area each Sunday morning. Okay. So we've got like the kids, we've got the music, mm-hmm. we've got the connections. Right. We've got various teams that serve in different areas. Yeah. Um, I was leading the connection side of it, so now right. I'm overseeing all the teams. All the teams. Yeah. Wow. So you're like. A VP in a sense. Like corporately uh, well, speaking, you're the VP of teams. I certainly don't want to brag, but my salary has like gone up by about 10 times since yeah. taking this position. Zero times zero. Zero times zero, baby. <laughs> 10 times zero is still zero. <laughs> um, so how many teams are you overseeing with that? Uh, three or four. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I have the title right now, but I'm not actually, haven't actually engaged in it at all. So a couple episodes, um, when we were talking about you being ordained, yeah. you were saying that there's a guy who thought you were on staff. Yeah. But I was saying, man, most 95% of your church doesn't even know that you're actually an ordained SBC pastor. Nah, probably not. They probably don't realize Do that. Do they know that you have a promotion? Yeah. I mean, when I preached last week, I introduced myself as the life teams director. Gotcha. Yeah. And you're preaching this Sunday too, right? I am. Yeah, where are you Summit, preaching at? Summit Baptist Church, baby. By the time this goes, it's already going to be done. Yeah, but... but In Pataskala. We always talk like Mark this. Mark Glenn. <laughs> okay. That's true. So, yeah, Mark and his family. Yep. Um, on the vacay, huh? On a little vacay. Well-deserved vacay. Man, he has been working like a oh, dog. My. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's been putting so much time and effort into that church, and there's Again, that, it's uh, called? Summit Baptist Church in Pataskala, Ohio. And... I mean, there's been a lot of noticeable improvements, and people are starting to come through the doors, and it's a church vitalization, so um, there's just some things where they're trying to yeah. go from where they currently were, uh, currently are, to a brighter right. future, and Mark has just been absolutely and that's doing a, amazing, God's been using yeah. him in amazing ways at that church, and so they are about to go on vacation, it's a well-deserved vacation. It's a slow process. I mean, that's a yeah. that's an intense 
slow. You, you need to be patient. You need to be humble. You need to be methodical. I mean, and, they say uh, they Robert, say to not get your hopes up for <clears throat> big changes for five years down the road. And so, who's they? The, the experts. experts. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, on that note, um, I'm glad that I, I'm Rick Romick. I'm here interviewing the uh, Life Teams director, Rob Kane. He oversees all the Life Teams <laughs> in Life Point North America. Life Point uh, North America. <laughs> Uh, global headquartered in Colorado Springs, right? The mecca of Christian ministries. Yeah. <laughs> or are you in Texas? Which one was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Texas would be the mecca of Christian ministries. But in Colorado Springs, you just have a lot. Anyway, um, Rob, today we're talking about kind of a heavy subject. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking about what happens if we, when we die, what happens after we die, if we're a Christian. So I want to clarify that. Yeah. Um, different things happen. Depending on if you are a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, compared to if you're not, we're not talking about what happens to those who do not believe in Christ, but specifically about those who are, when you die, what happens? Um, so let's just get right into it. There's a lot to, right go, lot to talk about. Um, yeah, our last episode was short, Yeah, and I feel like this one is going to be much longer. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Our episode on Calvinism, Arminianism, on election, was like 51 minutes. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, let's try not to go let's, that long. Let's hustle through. I mean, this is good. Like, I think there's just some practical things, because in my experience, talking with people, there's just this idea that, oh, when you die, like, you, you just go to heaven. Yeah. Right? And heaven is just... And, like, that's it. And there's not a whole on clouds lot of, yeah, and playing the harp. Right. Well, we won't get into what heaven is uh, <laughs> on this episode, but we're just going to talk about those things, what happens after we die. Obviously, if you come from a... A Roman Catholic background. There's the whole purgatory conversation. We're yeah. talking about that. There's soul sleep. If you've ever heard that, um, wouldn't say it's common, but definitely um, out there. People know about it. That 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 view. And we're gonna kind of take those piece by piece and just go through them. Talk about why they're important. Anyway, uh, so start us off, Rob. So when we die, what happens? Our soul goes straight to heaven. So yeah. we don't stop. The past express paths. <laughs> Go straight to it. Straight to it. Mm. And is that like, when you say our soul, is that our body as well? Just our nope, soul? not our body, it's just our soul. Okay. Why do you believe that? Uh, well, there's a few verses, Rick. Yeah. And I'll go through them fairly quickly here. Luke 23, 43. And he said to him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's Jesus talking to the thief on the cross. And um, I'll just quickly add in, that's also why we believe that baptism doesn't save you. It's an act of obedience, but mm-hmm. it's not an act of salvation. Yeah, because that's one of the reasons. Certainly wasn't definitely baptized. didn't get down, get baptized, get back up, and die. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Listen up, Church of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, that's true though. Like seriously, yeah. listen up. Um, to God's word, not to mm-hmm. us. Yeah, exactly. So just noticing that Jesus said that, and He says, "Today, right. you will be with me in paradise." Not, "Hey, your soul's going to go to sleep," right. and. When I come back, I'm not going to tell you when, because nobody really knows when, but Lord. when I come back, then you'll be with, you know what I mean? No, yeah. it was today you're going to be with me in paradise. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 7 through 9 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. In fact, we are confident, and we would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Therefore, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to be pleasing to him. Is that your phone going off? Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. Dude, that was really loud in my ear. Well, you always say that. Ugh. Everybody was super loud. I'm not texting you. I How many times I got to tell you, man? Turn it that off. It was Riley. 
Which Riley one? I don't know. He just sent read a, it. He sent read a it GIF. Everybody to hear. Oh, he sent yeah. a GIF. It that was. Dog. You know, Riley's my it's boss. This so I have to be careful. Really what I say. goofy GIF of a lizard saying "he he." Riley, that GIF game is weak. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, uh, as my boss, I just appreciate everything you do, and uh, you have great GIFs. I need a raise. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so what Paul's getting at there is to be um, separated from our body is to be at home with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's no intermediate stage or anything like that. But when our bodies die, our souls are separated from our body. And when we're not with our body, we're then as believers, only believers, it wouldn't be for everybody, but mm-hmm. for those who are followers of Christ, they would then be at home with the Lord. And there will be a time when we have a new body. Resurrected body. I thought soul. we were going to get into that yeah, later. We are. Okay. Just saying, you know. I was trying not to give away spoilers. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoil away. Jeez. And then the last verse is Philippians 1, 23 through 24, that says, I am torn between the two. This is Paul. He's feeling this tension, whether staying or to depart with Christ. He says, I am torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. That's what he's telling the Philippians. He longed to be in the presence of the Lord, but he knew that for their sake it would be better for them for him to stay in the flesh. He actually welcomed death yeah. because he knew what was waiting for him. Well, and like, so he writes this from prison, and he's writing this to the church to encourage them. I mean, Paul's uh, story, like, he went through so much. He clearly knew, you know, he had to be so jacked about eternity because he had suffered so much for the gospel, and he had done so many things to, to finally be with Jesus was huge. But at, still, knowing all that, he said to the, to the believers, I'm going to sacrifice that to see you grow. Yeah. Like, you talk about sacrificial servant leadership. I mean, there it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's interesting. We talk about um, our soul goes straight to heaven. So where it does not go is to purgatory. Um, purgatory is comes out of the Roman Catholic tradition. And it believes that it's a belief that your your soul goes to like this holding place, um, not limbo, but just kind of like pre heaven, so that you can suffer for further purification before you enter heaven. Um, there's a lot of problems with that, but just quite frankly, it does not exist. It's fake. There's no proof really at all in scripture to support that. Um, best research I could do which wasn't much, I mean, with the time I had, um, comes out of this, one of the books called the Maccabees, 2 Maccabees 12, 42 through 45, talks or speaks of this. Um, but again, it contradicts Scripture. For one, it says that this guy, Jacob Maccabeus, whatever, had to go back and took all this money for an atoning sacrifice for this person. Well, uh, Jesus was the atoning sacrifice. There was no other atoning sacrifice. And second, if that sacrifice wasn't enough, what good is hanging out in purgatory, yeah. doing more sacrificing? Um, so it, it, it's a, a disgrace to the atonement of Christ. I really have—I mean, this is like one of those outlandish—I mean, there's things that Catholics do that are like, I can see where you got there. This one, I have no idea. Um, so, but, but it comes up. Sometimes people are Catholic. I mean, there's a lot of Catholic people. It's the most— if you look at statistics, sometimes people are Catholic. Sometimes people actually believe this. Um, no, but there's there's Catholic people who you know hold to this doctrine very strongly, and so it's good to to be able to understand kind of where it comes from, but why we refute it. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest hangups for me on purgatory 
like obviously we don't believe that Maccabees is should be a part of the canon. Right. And so we'd say it, we can. It's not we can, a part of the canon. It's true, but we agree that it shouldn't be. Do um, we? Yes, we did. Did you ask my opinion? I have a good feeling okay. based off of your notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I did say that. Um, but I mean, we can, we can still learn from that book. We can. There's some historical things we can get from there. Right. It's just we wouldn't say that it is the word of God. Correct. And so because of things like this, exactly. And so, but but even still, my biggest hangup with purgatory is that it insinuates the idea that Jesus's death was not sufficient. That even though he died on the cross for sin, for all those who would repent and believe in him, for most, that's still not sufficient. They actually need to go and add to his death by spending time in purgatory and refining away that sin. Right. And so that's, my, that's just my biggest hang-up with purgatory. Yeah. Is that not only is it not found in the canon, but, man, what it's saying is that Jesus' death wasn't enough. You need to add something to it by spending right. time in purgatory. Like Jesus did a good fair bit, but you really need to pull through on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so it's interesting, though, as we talk about purgatory, this like limbo stage. Um, again, we would just deny and say it's, it's not true. However, some Protestants um, would say that they do believe in a thing called soul sleep. Um, again, like I said, not super popular, but definitely heard of it. It's out there, and it could be, you know I don't it could be actually more popular than I think it is. But um, it's this idea that our soul is asleep or in this unconscious state until the resurrection of the dead, the rapture. Yeah. But, so, where would they get that, Rick? Like looking at <laughs> I scripture, I don't know where they get it. Um, no, but so the idea Jesus talks about sleep, you know, Matthew nine twenty four, Matthew twenty seven fifty two, John eleven. Uh, there's different verses where it refers to sleep, but it's actually referring to death. Um, so, uh, like, the quintessential passage on this is John eleven eleven through fourteen, when Jesus is speaking about Lazarus, and this is what the quote or the verses he said. To, he said this, and then he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm on my way to wake him up. Verse 12. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will get well. Jesus, however, was speaking about his death, but they thought he was speaking about his natural sleep. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Which, you just kind of cut to the chase there. Lazarus yeah. is dead. <laughs> Look, like, guys, um, you're not picking up what a I'm metaphor. putting down. <laughs> He's sleeping, but he's dead. Good old Laz. Yeah. He dead. He dead, and we're going to go resurrect him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole, like, soul sleep argument, I think it's pretty weak. Really clear in that passage that this has to do with the fact that it's death, not an actual sleeping or resting unconscious state of the soul. Yeah. Again, going back to our first point, when you die, you're, you just go straight to heaven. Yeah, I was going to say, Christ. that idea of soul sleep goes direct, directly in contradiction with 2 Corinthians 5.8, where it says to, to be away from the body is to be at home to the right. Lord. You know, it's, this is a good thing where, a good example where people, they'll read something, and they can take it out of context, and they run with it. And somehow, and I don't know how, but somehow this becomes like popular, and it catches on. I mean, it's like the prosperity gospel. However, the, the prosperity gospel is a lot more um, convincing because you actually Based on it, you get rich off of it, right? Yeah. Like, this is just counter-scripture, and I don't 
I don't know where people get it, and I don't know why it's become as well known as it is. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. Okay, speaking of prosperity gospel, there's yeah. a small sidestep. Yeah, let's talk about. Did you, did you hear about that gospel? church in Detroit? No. So they a riot broke out because is a prosperity church, and the pastor I, I don't have his name. I had no idea we'd be talking about this, so we'll keep it brief. But he began to ask for an offering. And they started the offering, said at a thousand dollars, and they wanted everybody to give a thousand dollars. And then they came out and they said, "Look, if you if you can't give a thousand dollars, then start at three hundred. Give three hundred dollars." And this this pastor, he drives a Rolls Royce. He lives a very lavish lifestyle in a very, I mean, not only is Detroit a poor city, but it's in a very poor area of Detroit, and it upset the people so much that a riot broke out in what? the church. Yeah. Oh my! Which part of me is like good? Yeah, like I'm glad people woke up and got to see how ridiculous that was because yeah. that's I don't know. Wow. I, I could say some strong things, but we should probably move on. Uh, moving on. Um, Rob, I didn't mean to like take your last point. If you want to take my point? You can. I want to share with you what I have. Well, what happens when Christ comes back? It's a great question, Rick. I think we should address that on this episode. Okay. So here's what I got. No, you're gonna take it. Yeah. I thought I was gonna take uh, it. So when Christ you're gonna returns, take it? we will get. You're not even gonna let me resurrect go for this. Body. You're just gonna hijack the whole All thing. Right, aren't you can you? read the passage. No, you got it. You got it's it. all you. No, nope. no. Nope. I, I think I think you got this. I told you I'm not. Right. <clears throat> let me clear my voice yeah, here. Thank you. Okay, so when Christ returns, we will get our resurrected bodies. Yes. So okay, here here it is. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians. four thirteen through seventeen. We've been reading a lot of scripture. So and that's a good, good thing. That's a good thing. We should be reading all like the scripture, it. right? Okay. It says this. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Not just sleeping. <laughs> As you just said. Yeah. He's dead. Uh, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, in the same way, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Dead. Who have died. <laughs> And then verse 15, for we say this to you by a word from the Lord. We who are still alive at the Lord's coming will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep or died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Mm, mm. That's good. Yeah. So when Break Christ down. does return, there will be with him first those who have already died and are with him. Right. Okay? The dead in Christ will be with him first. And then we who are still alive, if, if we're still alive. Right. So this may happen tomorrow. This mm. may happen 10 years from now. This may happen 200 years from now. We don't know when it's going to happen. But when it does, those who are dead and with Christ will return with him. And then those who are still alive, who are believers, will be caught up with him. But what we're going to get in that is a resurrected body, a glorified body. It's not that we're always going to be in spirit form, but until Christ comes back, when we die, we will be with him. Our our souls will be with him. Mm -hmm. But when he does return, we will then be in a resurrected body, just as Jesus, because when Jesus died, he right. was buried, and on the third day, he rose, and when he rose, he was in his resurrected body. It was, a, it was a glorified body. Right. And in the same way, as this passage said, those who are in Christ will also get a resurrected, glorified body. Yes, and so part of this depends on your 
um, eschatology. Some would say if you if you're pre-rapture, then you go up, go to heaven, you're with God, and then He comes down and establishes His kingdom, His reign here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're post-rapture, you would say this is post-rapture, post-rapture premillennial. You would say, okay, at this moment, Christ is coming. Um, those who are with Him who have passed away, are getting their resurrected body. Those who have not are getting the resurrected body, excuse me, and then that ushers us into the millennium. Can't talk. There's even a mid-rapture. Right, but which would, in this instance, be the same as the pre-rapture. Post, or pre? Pre. Okay. Just a I think it'd be mid, just what? saying. What'd you say? So I think it'd be mid, just saying. Are you a mid-rapture guy? No. What are you, Rob? I think I would lean towards post-rapture. I mean, I think we all hope we're pre-raptured. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's kind of our It desire. just seems that the history of Christianity yeah. is you're going to suffer for the name of, of right. Christ. Yeah. I, would agree. I mean, that's another episode. I don't think we've done an episode no, of eschatology. Haven't. Yeah. Maybe someday down the road. In the eschaton? In the eschaton. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question that I get sometimes. Um, what about people of the Old Testament? What happened to them? Where are they at? Are they with Jesus? Are they in heaven? Are they dead i mean did any of those people actually get saved you know um so if they were saved and this is their salvations again through faith in god and then we believe they they did go to heaven they went straight to heaven after they died and just a few references genesis 5 23 talks about enoch walked with god and then he was no more um second kings 2 11 the story about how elijah went up in a whirlwind into heaven and then even in the New Testament, Matthew 17, 3, the, the Mount of Tr- Transfiguration, we see Elijah and Moses with Jesus. So obviously they're there. Um, and then Jesus speaking in, in Matthew 22, 32, he says to the, to the Pharisees about, he says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. And talking about how we serve a living God. So th- these views about what happens when we die are important, um, and they do apply to our life. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the day, what are the two most guaranteed things? <laughs> Death and taxes, baby. That's right. And so as, as Christians, we should have an understanding of what is to come. So because death is guaranteed, unless Christ returns while we're still alive, then we should have a hope an understanding of what we're headed towards it's not that we're heading towards a long nap Mm -hmm. it's not that we're headed towards an eternity of sitting on the clouds playing the harp right but we're headed towards which would be really boring that would be so boring that'd be cool for like 10 minutes like maybe you could stretch that out to an hour but i'm telling you (laughs) ten thousand years after that i'm gonna be that would just be the most boring existence however we are headed towards eternal communion with god mm-hmm. and if we die before he comes back then we're going to go up with our spirits to him yes um, and then when he comes back we will come with him and receive a glorified body yeah so we, sh- we should have an understanding of of death uh, and we should view it from a christian perspective for those of us who Absolutely. are in christ well and i think it also it's important that we we know this so that we can comfort others um obviously if they're a believer there's going to be sorrow there's going to be grief but we can like a believer passes away, we can comfort those around us, saying, hey, they are in a way better place. They're with the king. They, If they had, this way I always tell people, if they had the option, 
they would not come back here. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if they had the option to come back with their family and their kids, they wouldn't because they are with their father. And as Christians, we bear each other's burdens and we, we help each other through hard times. It's important to actually know what happens so that we can comfort people and not say, well, let's start praying and thing, get into heaven sooner. Or, hey, they're just asleep and when the resurrection happens, we'll see them and that we'll be resurrected together. No, they are with the king. Yeah, yeah. And then the last reason would just be to correct errors in our theology. And so yeah. there are there are plenty of people who were previously Catholic who uh, may not have thought about this, but they, they still embrace the idea of purgatory. Um, or maybe people who are Protestant, who are followers of Christ, just had this idea of, of soul sleep, the things that we've, we've covered in here. And, and at the end of the day, to have a right theology about this kind of thing gives us a greater hope of what's to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you put something in here about resurrection of Old Testament believers. You might want to parse that out. I don't know what you're getting at there. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm, I think I addressed that with the last kind of bullet point. Okay. Just that, that as, old, as the Old Testament works, I mean, they, they're, those believers are in heaven. They are resurrected. Okay. They're with Christ. Yeah. Um, and they see the fulfillment of that old covenant that they believed in Yep. from afar. Cool. Yeah, so a couple uh, takeaways. Be really excited about passing into the next life of Christ. Um, that, should, that should get you stoked. And we know you grow up in the church, you always hear that, like, you should be dreaming about the day and excited about heaven. When you're a kid or a teenager or a young person, sometimes you're really not that excited about heaven. And that's, one, due to a poor theology of, of heaven, but two, a lack of understanding of who God is, the poor theology of, of God. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I think of I think of Psalm sixteen eleven, where it says, "In your presence there is fullness of joy; at your right hand are pleasures forevermore." And I think to myself sometimes, like, man, how can I be satisfied with ten million years in heaven? Like, I, I right. there are things in this life that I'm bored of, and I'm in right. my mid twenties. You know what I mean? Like, there. Yeah, are, Rob, how old are you? Twenty six, baby. Rob just had a birthday a little bit birthday. ago. Birthday. Happy birthday, Rob. Thank you. Appreciate that. What did you get for your birthday? I got some Amazon gift cards, which hooked me up with the mic that I'm speaking in right now. So, so Robert's so dedicated to podcasting that he got a microphone for his birthday. Mm. Could have got a lot of other things, but listeners, he wants his golden voice to tickle your ears. They probably can't even hear a difference. That's the thing. Danielle was like, look, Robert, if you get a mic, that's fine. They're your Amazon gift cards. You go do whatever you want. <laughs> She's like, but... I'm almost certain nobody's going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, baby? That's exactly what I need to hear. That just that was a brings clear... joy to my heart <laughs> without much editing. Thanks, I Dad. I appreciate it. Sounds uh, like my dad. But no, thinking about what it would be like 10 million years down the road, right. how am I not bored in that? Right. Yeah. But Psalm 1611 yes. says, in your presence, there's fullness of joy so i have never experienced the kind of joy even on my greatest days in my greatest moments of the joy that i'm going to experience in his presence and then at his right hand are pleasures not just for ten thousand years not just for a hundred thousand years or a million years but forevermore yeah those kind of pleasures the inexhaustible pleasures it's going to be incredible yeah i like it so so be excited about passing on to the next life into life of Christ or you know I guess I shouldn't say passing on to the next life like the continuation of yeah. our life as the children of God passing into to glory with him yep the presence his presence 
Yep. And then two, uh, just be ready to give an answer. Again, there's lots of confusion about this, and sometimes people just don't think about it. So be able to give an answer and be able to chime in when someone's talking about something. Not that you should be dogmatic. Um, yeah, don't be that guy way. that's always correcting people yeah. in the middle of a conversation. Are you assuming that all of our guy- listeners are guys? Don't be that. Say, don't be that individual. I will say, out of our three reviews, or our three, yeah, our three reviews, two of them are women. You go, ladies. That's right. So be ready to give an answer. Yep. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. So if you like today's episode, share it. Tell somebody about it. We would very much so appreciate that. Um, also, hook us up with a rating on iTunes. We we only want five star ratings. So if you're not willing to give us a five star rating, then you know what, just go ahead and find something else to do with your time. <laughs> don't don't give a rating. Uh, but if you are just well, one of, one of our best said, listeners you said, and you want to, you said you could give a five star rating and a crappy review. Is that what you said? Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's someone else. I think that was a happy rant. Was it? I think so. Maybe so. We I want we want five star reviews and five star. You don't get comments five star and five star. We want. There's five only star one place for you to do the stars. Rating. Whatever which is that the is. rating. Give us five star rating. And then the little comments Give that you can leave comments. is a review. I think you guys should talk about Rob's age. Yeah. First person to comment about Rob's age gets. A shout out. We gotta, get, we gotta incentivize. We don't have money coming into this thing to incentivize. You will get a picture of Rob from me. I will give. Rick, I have several. Rick odd will pictures. be in that picture. Several odd pictures. No, what are we gonna do? Like, no. Nah, we already weird. have some, bro, from the backpack trip. Yeah, we've all over our Facebooks. We got pictures of ourselves hanging Facebook. out. Yeah, you're right. You're not anymore. I have some other ones I've been saving for blackmail stuff. Uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> anyway, we we'll okay. to hear from you guys. Hook us up with so, the rating on iTunes. If you, you want to reach out to us, us check us on out on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> All right. Are you doing this or am I doing this? We're on Twitter at SimpleTheology underscore. Website, SimpleTheology.org. Patreon. You can support us there or you can go to our website, SimpleTheology.org. And then, I really said that quick there, didn't I? Simple SimpleTheology.org. Theology. And then in the upper right, you'll see a support <laughs> link. That'll take you to our Patreon page where you can see how you can help us out. Um, also, if you want to get a free book, head on over to Audible. The address is audibletrial.com slash simpletheology, and you can get a free audiobook download just for signing up for a trial. And then you can cancel that trial, and you'll still get to keep the download forever. So you'll always have that audiobook. So check that out. Also, uh, in the show notes, just so you know, I have a, a link to a John Piper article, DesiringGod.org, that I drew some information from. I gathered some information. And uh, I got a lot from Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology, Chapter 41, on death in the intermediate state. So mm. if you need more check resources, there you go. Peace out. Peace.